This is the whatever you this say. This is the whatever you say podcast. I don't think it's white folks. I think it's Negroes. I do not think this is white folks. It could be. It could be white folks. But I think it's Negro. I think a Negro did this. This is the Whatever You Say podcast. Check one, two. Is this thing on? Ivory Towns. How we doing, folks? Thank you so much for tuning in. And here we are for another go round with uh, Whatever You Say podcast doing the thing thing man listen on this platform we try to just you know shine the light on where the heat is in the city and we got a lot of talented folks here in oklahoma city and i'm just you know putting the mic in their face and asking them questions simple as that right we'll see if we find out shout out to our sponsors Cibo alto only the best and the finest and all your infused goods hashtag higher level cuisines is the mantra if you know you know check them out on ig cibo.alto c-i-b-o dot a-l-t-o and uh one more time for my folks at covington heat and air um listen man it's hot as hell outside uh, maybe a good time to get that ac unit checked out covington heat and air we're going to hear from them uh, a little later on this one listen shout out to my girl nicole jocelyn they're making big waves with that riding legacy de- uh, documentary out there the uh, film festivals coast to coast that they're dealing with. Um, but she was my first female guest in the whatever you say studios. Today, I have my first repeat guest on whatever you say podcast. And you know this, fella, if you're on uh, social media, if you're into sports, specifically the OKC Thunder, if you are making waves around the uh, high school um, scene in Oklahoma City, my man's all over it. So welcome back to the whatever you say studio, Mr. Adam Francisco Suave Report. How we doing, Adam? What's going on, my brother? I'm doing good. Man, thank you for giving me a little time today, man. Of course, of course. I know you a busy dude with the sports and stuff, man. And, and, and oh, and uh, 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 carrying around a big old heavy law degree. Ah, I huh? forgot about that myself. Can we get my <laughs> hand on that one? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Counselor. Arizona State forks up. You know what's up. Can we call him Counselor? <laughs> uh, counselor Francisco. Ally Esquire. Esquire. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, how you doing, man? How was that, man? Law degree. Man, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. How long How long did that um, take? It took a year and a half. So I got a master in legal studies. Uh, I didn't get a JD. Uh-huh. Therefore, I don't have to take the bar or do anything like that because I don't really want to practice law. You don't want to defend murderers. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't trying to get into you all trying that. trying to do that? No, <laughs> no. I, uh, right. More so just trying to leverage this and um, push it or push my journalism career uh, forward and or have the option to go into the corporate world as far as sports go and work for an organization, work for an agency, be an agent, be a yeah. publicist. Just, just, just opening up my options a little bit. Is that is that a... a a natural transition uh, to go from journalist to sports journalist to 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 law expert is that is that a to agent is that a kind of a natural transition? I don't think it's so much of a natural transition, but it is a parallel. Uh, yeah. To me, it's a parallel just because as a journalist, you got to be a researcher. You have to be someone that that loves to read or at least doesn't mind reading. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. love reading, but I don't <laughs> mind reading. Right. Um, it doesn't irritate me. So 
Um, the research aspect of it was an easy transition, but right. as far as the terminology, stuff like that, I think that's that was probably the dip, the most difficult part for me was just learning the different terminology, um, reading through the contracts and being able to like read between the lines. Because there's as far as like contracts go, mm-hmm. there'll be like one word in there that'll switch the the, the, whole, the whole thing. thing. The whole definition of the entire contract will be changed by someone saying one simple word or switching yeah. up one simple word. So I think that was the hardest part for me. Um, the attention to detail aspect of it was the hardest part for me because as a journalist, not saying attention to detail is not important because it is, but but you can be a little bit more abstract in your thinking. Right. Uh, as far as law goes, it's a very precise industry. And that, for me, was the hardest transition. I got it, but it was a hard transition. Why Why law, though? I mean, I, like you say, I mean, we're not out here trying to, you know, defend criminals or anything like that. Is that, and, and, and I remember when we spoke the first time, the agent world, yeah. agency world is, is really what you're trying to, Try to get into and really, if you think about it, agent, lawyer, what's the difference? Um, You're both defending your client, right? Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Reading um, contracts and that's right there. Contracts. Um, without this law degree, I would not have been able to right. uh, read through a contract and understand the meanings of a contract. Right, right. Um, again, reading in between the lines, um, different clauses in contracts. Etc. Staying up on the latest uh, CBA, understanding what they're talking about. Um, that's why. That's why I personally win the law. I've always kind of wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but uh, transparent moment here. Growing up, I'm, I've never been the best test taker. Mm-hmm. Uh, school is not really my thing. That's why I don't like when people like don't go to school or say school's not for me and that's the reason they don't go to school right um because school's not for me either it's not um contrary to popular belief i am not the greatest student (laughs) um i am very smart Uh but i'm not the best student and i always kind of shied away from law because clearly that's like one of the hardest things to go into so um after i got my bachelor's degree I procrastinated, procrastinated, one year passed, two years passed, three years passed, four years passed, and then I was like, okay. You can do it. My mom introduced this online program um, at Arizona State. Uh, she was like, you can be in and out in two years. Mm-hmm. I sat on it for another year. <laughs> Sorry, man, you was building a swab report. Exactly, man. and that was my excuse. You know. That was my <laughs> excuse. I was like, I can't do it. I See, I can't do I'm it. I'm busy. I'm, I'm doing swab I'm too busy. <laughs> But I uh, finally buckled down and was like, look, yeah. man, I, I, I got to find something that's going to move me forward over the next 20 years. Um, journalism, I don't know which direction that's going um, with all this new AI stuff. It, it, could, it could be a dying industry. I don't know. If it's not, then great. But yeah. if it is, then I have something uh, to fall back on. And um, I want to diversify. I'm more than a journalist. Um, I have interest in working on the corporate side of sports as well. So after thinking of all that, I was like, let's just go ahead and tackle this law degree, man. Why not, man? Yeah. All right. Uh, what's my man's name? Rich Paul. Rich Paul. Count man. your days, man. That is. Count your days. That's an and idol of mine. I let, told let, him let's, let's be honest. I mean, it's, yeah, 
you went right there. Is I mean, you saw what LeBron did. You saw yeah. what LeBron, you know, what he's worked himself up to as far as a basketball player and a businessman. Now his homies yeah. are icons. Yep. Right? Yep. Now now Rich Paul is, you know, not only dating Adele, but inspiring my man over here, Adam Francisco, you know, you know, took a four or five year break from school and said, you know what, Rich Paul over here getting money. You see, the contracts aren't getting any smaller. Let me jump in this world. Let me see what's happening. And went all the way as far as getting the law degrees and 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 we'll see how that leverages uh into into getting in the agency world. Cause it, that's at the end of the day, that's all it's about, leverage. It's just another feather to put in my cap. Also, don't sleep on the PR world. Ah, Publicist. No that's 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 of supreme interest to me is um going into the public going into the pr world we're 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 so worried about how look out here yep Yep. we're so athletes and folks are so worried about what 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 the twitter heads are saying about them so yeah the pr you know and i'm i'm just saying you know john morant you need a pr guy (laughs) i got you ja and turn your name back into gold I don't uh, know if I got Zion, man. I I don't know if I can. Zion really doesn't have an issue. He just got to worry, like everybody, you got to worry about who you're dealing with out yeah, here, man. man. You got to, you know. That's you gotta, also a publicist's job and be like, hey, man. You got to filter that a little better, man. You need to stay away from that girl, man. I was uh, I was checking out her Twitter the other day. And she, she seems wild, messy. ain't she? She seemed a little messy. She is wild. So is the tattoo fake or, because or, I saw something the other day. She's claiming that Zion was putting hands on her. And I didn't see the tattoo on her I face. I did not see that. But yeah, I, she. Yeah, it's like this is beyond. This is past Zion. This is just him being young and dumb with money. Whatever but you say. on her side, what she say. got some real issues she's dealing with, man. Yeah, she got issues. Well, I. I think it's a community, almost like a cult, of women out here yeah. that the this 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 BBL lifestyle is. I yeah. I think it is is just shy of being a cult, and I'm I'm not gonna go too deep into that. But yeah. not with you, man. There are issues there that need to be addressed and will yeah. be addressed someday. Um, right now, I may sound crazy, but in ten years, we're gonna be talking about the cult that was that was all this plastic surgery, this <laughs> this BBL, this yeah. sex work, this like yeah. all that that yeah. whole realm. We're gonna talk about it in ten years whenever we get back to. Well, centerfold, I guess. Well, first thing is, you know, the 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 secrecy is gone. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Oh man, you know, uh, there is no secrecy. You put a microphone in in a young lady's face, a youngster, period, man or woman, who knows what's gonna come out that at at their mouth, man. They'll admit to, yeah, what the, what I used to do and what they used to be into and what they did this day. There is day no mystery. Nah, 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 nah. It's gone. It's uh, it's done, man. You know, we uh, I feel like. Our generation specifically talks. Well, my generation. I, I feel like you're like one generation. You're, you're, you're the you're the direct generation under me. Yeah. 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 So, How do 30, 30. 30? Yeah. I'm forty three. So yeah, it's yeah, right so. there. I blame you guys for the tight clothes. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. I do. We're I getting do. back to the. <laughs> we're getting back to the bag. Yeah. I, I know you I'm see Shay and what he wearing, man. You know the. That's baggy the, look is coming back. That's a different baggy though. That's it a is. that's a baggy bell bottom. It's a hybrid. Okay, yeah. I'll be rocking the bell bottoms too now. Yeah. But yeah. uh but, but that's, yeah, it's that's like a, a hybrid in between the two. Yeah. But uh but yeah, man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm done with it. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm done with it. Now we'll we'll, we'll see, man. They, these, I mean, young ladies, even the the young men who are falling for it, you know, who uh-huh. who are who are in these circles. Um, you know, it, it's they they need some talking to also, and you know, Zion, Ja, two different issues. Now you got uh, talking about PR. Uh, who's my man out of Houston, Jalen Green? Jalen, have you oh, seen the video? Man, the video. <laughs> Listen, that's just high school stupid <sighs> locker room stuff. Man, I've seen that video. But this generation, they're, they're embarrassed so easily. Yeah. Right? And fans, they're, they're, you know he's going to hear it this season. Oh, oh yeah. Teammates, uh, competitors. He, so, And that gets in these guys' heads nowadays. And anxiety and just all that is yep. a real, real thing nowadays. And something like that could turn into Which, something like that, something like Ben Simmons. Which, you know, something that actually bothers me. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of old heads. My dad, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out Andre Francisco. Mr. Fran, how we doing? Say, yeah, that's, OG that's my right dog. There. But, um, now, watch what you're about to say now. That's OG. I, I'm just saying. Come on now. He he was telling me, you know, I don't understand y'all's generation, this generation up under <laughs> y'all and all this anxiety like it just now became a thing. And right. I had to. I, I, I understand what he's saying because we do come off kind of sensitive. But we're also the first generation that kind of has like 24-7 surveillance. Like y'all didn't have social media and right. people right. from from Australia talking about you and 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 bashing you and weighing in on you. You just had your direct circle. That's mm-hmm. really it. Your That's direct true. circle and maybe word of mouth around the city, but nothing, nothing that too could go, big. That could go worldwide These in a day, day. I posted two summers ago that and 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 uh, I'm I'm paraphrasing what uh-huh. I said. I said the Oklahoma City Thunder would be willing to trade Shea Gilgis Alexander for the right package. Very vague statement. Very very vague statement. For the right package, could be LeBron and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and of course they would make that trade two years ago. Today, probably not. But two years ago, possibly. Fans ran with that went crazy i was getting hate mail from canada (laughs) i was getting hate mail from australia germany all over the place and honestly that was enough to make a weak-minded person fold delete their instagram delete their you know twitter and stuff like that and that's stuff that my dad ain't never have to he never had nobody hating across you know overseas never so and not only a disagreement, but it, it then it gets personal. Yes. Then they'll People go start to your, about your wife, your profile picture. <laughs> yeah, start talking about your wife, your yeah. kids, you, yeah. and and you know it, it's just a different world. You know, um, yeah, I do think that we could do better as a generation of you know deciding what we're gonna say, what we're gonna post out, you know, publicly. Um, we do need to be more choosy on what we put out there. I was talking to my lady the other day. I said that I came and we came down to that is the main, that is the biggest difference. Yeah. There is no secrecy and we, and everything is recorded and to be shown to everybody. Yep. That is the biggest difference between the generations and you know, and you can blame it all on social media, smartphones or whatever, but just the, the want to, the need for everybody to see Mm -hmm. this gross, this terrible, this great, Yep. What I'm eating, like the, the need to show that to everybody is really the biggest, biggest difference. And I'm guilty of it. I admit I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guilty yeah, of we it, all do. But, but I'm part of that generation. And I just think that we, 
we're the main generation that says, you know, move in silence. I'm mm-hmm. low key. But we are <laughs> right. the most high key, loud <laughs> right. generation of all time. Right, right. We are the one generation that says, you know, I don't care what people think of me. I'm a dupe. Yes, we do. Because yes, we, we, do. we post yeah. on social media and you don't. You don't post on social media for yourself. That's a, another thing that we like to say yeah, is yeah. that I'm posting for myself. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. How are you posting on social media to 2,000 followers or more for yourself? For you. That's yeah. that's just, that doesn't make sense to me. So It did it for you. And it it, it, it may be for you as far as, ah, I got that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that is, it's for you as far as that. But now the other side of that is, yeah, you're going to get some answers. You're going there to get some backlash. There is a sense of approval. Yeah. You do want a, you yeah. do want a level of approval. Yeah. You do. And it's okay. That's cool. And then and, admit it. And, and, and then, I mean, you either want a level of approval or you truly just want to test the waters and, <laughs> you know, get, take a poll and see what folks are really saying. But That's what I am. You know. Like, right. I more so want to just see what people are thinking. Right. I like to generate conversation, especially right. on Instagram. I just want to see what people have to say about, you know, hot topics. So. I post like silly videos and stuff. Like yeah. one of the, um, the, uh, the <laughs> one of the things about on the whatever you say pe- uh, page on Instagram, it's this is a, it, it, if you go to the bio, it says, uh, 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 what does it say? A platform full of, uh, what is it? Like hold on, let me go silly down. and purposeful entertainment and education, something like that. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. And hopefully, hopefully we're getting some in some education and a little entertainment right now. But the silliness is for IG is for is for social media. It says a platform of purposeful and senseless education and entertainment. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I love it. You know, so I mean, and and hopefully right now the, the verbal back and forth in the studio going, you know, the actual podcast, hopefully you can get the entertainment and education part. Social media, that's for the silliness. That's uh-huh. for the. You know, that's for the senseless stuff. So, nah, it, it you know, that, that's the biggest that's the biggest difference in, in, in my mind. And the need for approval is important to everybody, but everybody has their uh, has their levels. Uh, Adam Francisco, journalist, lawyer. I don't know. Who knows? Future agent. I don't know. This guy's <laughs> guys all over the place. But I, but like I say, man, I'm just trying to shine a light on where the heat is in the city, man. And, and we got some folks in the city in little old Oklahoma City. Trying to make some moves and doing that thing out here, man. Adam, I know you uh, just got back from Vegas. Yes, sir. Doing the uh, the whole summer league thing out there, man. Yes, sir. Hot as hell. Uh, hot as hell. 117 I did, I, degrees. I man. did Vegas a couple times in the summer uh, as a teenager. Yeah, I was, you know, it, and it, that's the worst time, too. I'm not old enough to go anywhere. Yep. But I'm old enough to get out here and melt my shoes on these sidewalks. Yep. It's, uh, it, it's ridiculous in Vegas in the summer. But you out there for summer league. Was this was this work? Was this Fox stuff? So it was actually Swab report. It, it, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If it was Fox, I would have got approved for every event. But it was Swab report, and we would have seen uh, Adam at every. It, y'all would have seen <laughs> every part, front and center, at everything. Uh, right. But no, it was uh, for the Swab report. Unfortunately, I did not get approved for every uh, media event. So ex- I, ex- explain that real quick, not to cut you off, but explain that to people. You can't just show up and say, hey, I'm Adam Francisco. Exactly. I write for the NBA. I write for Swap Report. Let me in. H- how does that go? You got to put in some 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 emails of 
There's and, levels and ahead man. of time and things like that, right? There's levels. Um, I'm credentialed by the Thunder. So if this was something that the Thunder could approve, like if 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 the Thunder approved of journalists coming to come cover them for um, summer league, I would have been in there. But it was through the NBA, and uh, to stay non-controversial. <laughs> I got some strong opinions on the situation, but I, I'm going to okay. say non-controversial today. We can talk about that off air. Okay. Um, I did not get approved by the NBA. Um, so, so the Thunder did approve you, or they would have, but just not not Big Brother the NBA. They say they would have approved me when I talked to them. If um, what? If yeah. so, so they said if. I would have applied under Fox. I would have gotten approved. But since I applied under the Suave Report, which is in their okay. mind insignificant, man, who is that? But 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 that I yeah that brings up an issue. We ain't got to talk about it too long. But that that brings up an issue with me on on you know small businesses not ever being able to blow up because they never get the opportunity to. Like how 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 are we supposed to grow when we're not given the opportunity to grow? I'm a, nationally you know I, i'm a music head and, you know i did yeah. my thing in radio for a while that's that's the uh that's the main complaint with artists now yeah you know with 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 big companies all they looking at is numbers all mm -hmm. they looking at is how many followers and how many how many posts how many shares you know they, they don't even go into let's meet the guy let's actually read some of his work let's see what he and let me go into that you know what's crazy is um the complaint is you know you're not seen as a national publication. Mm -hmm. What they don't know is that I have a writer in Australia. I have a writer in Germany. I have a writer in Los Angeles that covers the Sparks. I have um, a writer in Dallas. I have a writer coming in this year in Utah. It's going to be covering Utah Jazz. So this year, we're going to uh, cover the Thunder, the Jazz, and the Mavericks. Huh? That's something that they don't even know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should just do a better job of pushing that narrative that we're not just Oklahoma City. We're bigger than that. I don't know, you man. You didn't even know that. So I I did I knew you had writers. I didn't know you were global like that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I knew you like, had folks working with you, but so so is this a because I, I I believe I've done that before also written for uh publications out of town mm -hmm. that you know, I, I don't I've never even met the people, mm -hmm. I, you know, but I've I've uh gave them a few a few of my works um about or whatever topic that that, that they want to talk about. Um, so is this a, a thing where you just kind of talk people in and, and they want to get down with you? They like what you're doing. Um, we got payroll or is this a, you know, hey, grow with me. We'll grow together. And, and when I get that, when we get that chance, we'll take it. It is um, it is a grow with me mm -hmm. uh, type situation. But honestly, man. I'm thinking. It, I think it is all or I'm saying this all ego aside. Everybody's come to me. Everyone has just seen what I'm doing. And they'll be like, hey, man, Reached I see out. how hard you work. I love your vision. Appreciate I would it. like to write for you. Or um, I'm trying to get college credit. I need to have um, an internship. I see you have a LLC. Is there a way that I can get in and write something for you right now? That's that's um, you asked, you know, maybe you should start. That's what you should start doing post when you bring people on yeah post that you uh work you're working with students for internships and for 
you know, to get that last little project they need before they go into that post that, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. And, and that's not only will other college kids from Germany or whatever, see what you're doing, but you know, those big wigs will see I mean, that too. You know, I got, I got, uh, two kids from UCO. One's currently there right now. Uh, this girl from Los Angeles, Megan uh, Hines, she covers the WNBA, mm-hmm. started as an intern. She's been with me for four years now. Everybody everybody that writes with the Suave Report, uh, minus two people, there's seven of us total, minus two people have been there for at least three years. So it's like it starts as something temporary and they stay. They they seem to enjoy it. They like how you're getting down, man. They they yep. I think they appreciate how you implement the fashion yep. side of of these athletes since fashion has become so big in the sports world. Um, you know what? A a, a big money play, a, a big boss play, would be somehow to get get them all to meet you somewhere. Come to Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? Go out to eat. Yep. Get some pictures of it. Get that's, some video. That's the goal, man. You know, that's the goal. Pump that is thing. literally the goal. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is, and and I hate it because I'm 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 in that same realm. At least I hate the the, the word, the words I'm about to use, because I'm in that same realm, promotion, advertising, yeah. right? And like I said, I came from radio. That's all it's about, uh-huh. promoting, advertising. Oh, yeah, that, that's radio. Um, the fake hype. It's all about fake hype. It is. I got to make this thing pop like it's. Never popped before. I hate it so much. Or make it look like it's popping. I hate it. So I hate much. that though, right? Yeah. I, I hate that. But that's what. But that is what. That's it is. what it is, right? Yeah. I mean these 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 big wigs at at in the NBA, they gotta scroll through their social media and see Swag Report putting on dinners and mm-hmm. having having you know big ten people at his at his at his table eating big lamb chops and and tomahawks. It's and, all up. It's it's influencer know? culture. Yeah. It's influencer culture. Yeah. It, it, it's that glam glitz and glam the appearance even if it ain't real yeah this the appearance of oh he's doing something but he you got people flying in from australia and, yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. so but, but, yeah, but are you putting the work behind it though yep. are you putting the work behind i've it? been putting the work in you've been doing it, so. it man so that, that, my <laughs> man's been on it man adam francisco he, he's he's all in for the work man yes sir um all-star weekend though i got off track so that's my fault no 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 doubt because right there you took me right there all-star <laughs> weekend you just came from vegas all right, you know, here's where the senseless education and entertainment comes in. Um, give me, give me the 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 All Star Weekend. We the, the the running joke is these women don't care about sports. They don't care about basketball. No, but it's eighty percent of the fans are fine women, right? Yep. Give me on a grading scale uh, the women that are coming out. To do their due diligence and to find what they could find whatever during you summer say, league. Whatever you say, whatever you say, whatever is, that, you is that the low levels? <laughs> is that the the Hooters girls and? Yeah, no disrespect getting, to the Hooters girls out yeah, there. Yeah, no disrespect. You know, um, <laughs> shout out to the women out there. If if it's but, if it's tens and elevens All Star weekend, what what are we looking at during summer league? Uh, we're looking at like a good eight, eight? like a solid eight, man. Like I like eight. You could just tell. You could just tell that they were. I like eights though. Uh you know, uh, to each his own. I like I, I like eights. Like you were getting some mid level, <laughs> literally some mid level yeah, women man. out there. Um yeah. it looked like you were getting like younger, like a younger crowd, young like 
19 to 22, 23, trying to yeah. get the young stars yeah. that are up and coming, um, as opposed to the 25s to 30s that are trying to get the established guys. The, yeah. You know, Jason Tatum's, the Shays, the, the, yeah. well, the Steph is married, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. They don't Also, care. let yeah. me eliminate Shay because he just got engaged. So Did he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not Shout even out. Shay no more. Shout out Shay Gibbs. Yeah, man. His uh, his 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 high school sweetheart. So they've been together for like eight years. Speaking of, I saw the ESPYS the other day. Yeah, you know who your goat is nowadays. Oh, I, I'm uh, I'm sick of those. I'm sick of those those conversations, those tiring. debates. It's tiring. Um, but LeBron is the goat as far as wives and girlfriends. Savannah is. Hey. She's she's on that level, man. Hey. I don't know what happened. She's on that level. She did not used to look this way. She's on that level. First she of all, is, she's getting that type of money. She is so, definitely on that level. So whatever type of adjustment she needs to make, she she can do that. But she's still fine. I again don't know what happened. But over the last and it doesn't like, look and it doesn't look crazy. No, it you know doesn't look fake at all. Like no. I don't even know if she's had work done because right. she looks. It all looks natural. Like her face, everything looks natural. Shout I don't LeBron. know what it is. <clears throat> But 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 Savannah looks great. That is a beautiful family. Like I'm yeah. thinking of Kiera and I and our family, and that's what I want it to look like. When you having kids, man? Uh, yeah. Give me a minute. See, see that 180 right there. Give me a that minute. 180. <laughs> Give me a minute. No, no, it's coming. It's, it's coming, coming, but not right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Now nah, we busy, man. We, we busy still trying right to now. go to Europe for a couple weeks, so I feel you, you know we can't do you. that with a little baby. Or it's a lot harder. Let me say that. Yeah, you know, yeah. we can't go out and you know club that much when you got a little, you know, kids. So. Y'all the party couple? Uh, go clubbing together. We don't go like to that? clubs no more, but we do like to go out and have a good time. You yeah. know, bars. You know, uh, Kindred Spirits. Uh, shout out to Kindred Spirits. Bar Balada. Shout out uh, Kindred Spirits. Had man. Umar up there the other day, and I was there. You was there? I was there and didn't even see him. I didn't even know he was there. We left because the car caught on fire. Wow. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, uh, right in front of the building, the like right in front of the building on Twenty Third Street. Umar make hey man, shit moves. A car. It was around. a Mercedes, a Benz on fire. Really? Engulfed in flames. I can show you the video. Engulfed in the flames. same the same day. The Umar same was at that night. Wow. Okay. And we left, and then we got home and saw all these people posting Umar, and I was yeah. like, Yo, what the hell is going on? <laughs> he was here. Shout out Umar, man. Piss me off. Man. <laughs> Umar got fans out of here, man. Yes, sir. Um, let me take it back. Let me ask you this. Do, do you deal with, and maybe at, when I was 30, I was all in. When I was your age, I was all in. When I was doing the everyday sports show thing, I can't lie. After a while, it becomes a job. It takes the fun out of sports. Mm -hmm. Now I have to watch this game. To talk about it in the morning. Yep. Um, we're all talking about the same game. There's only three games on last night. <laughs> we, and we only watched one and a half we of them. We watched one, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, it tur started saying? to turn what into a saying? job. And, and, and let me be candid for a minute. <laughs> Basically, the 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 pandemic kind of killed, killed my kind of radio career, right? Yeah. Because when it hit, shut us down for a little bit we didn't know you know we were told to go do the unemployment thing and everything because nobody knew what the future was going to look like and 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 i i followed suit bet no problem because at the same time man I, you know my health started kind of getting down getting worse it was harder for me to move around and walk mm -hmm. 
And it was just getting hard to do that. And, you know, when the pandemic came, it was like, okay, wow, it was a kind of perfect little setup for me to me to fall back. But I can't front. I was at the same time, I was getting kind of sick of just the sports obligation. Yeah. You know, of having to watch a game, go to a game and no disrespect, but I was calling games, Mm -hmm. you know, doing PA and doing color commentary and, you know, stuff like that. And, And just which is fun really that that's better than actually doing a sports show um but it just it became such a obligation and a job that ugh, it, it kind of yeah. you know i i, I started i started to feel the drag in it you, you it don't you, you, haven't, man. you haven't hit that yet oh i have yeah oh i have um in the thunder season this times like it's like over the summer i like get a chance to kind of chill out and detach from yeah. sports or the obligation of sports. But then again, not really because this Fox job is year round and it's sports all, topics. Like I'm year. a topics writer. Yeah. So it's sports topics from golf to tennis, to bowling, yeah. to basketball, to football, to baseball. Uh, I'm about to cover the world cup. Like it's, it gets to a point where, yeah, it's a job. I enjoy it still, but, 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 specifically the NBA season mm-hmm. around game like 50 right around the all-star break or right after it. It's like, all right, man, you good. All right. <laughs> I, I've been going to three games a week or yeah. covering three, four games a week for the past four months. I am tired. Man. The traveling really I'm trying it, to yeah. go on a trip with my wife yeah. dog. And, that, and, and I'm over here at this game doing the same thing. Yeah. Talking to the same people, asking the same questions to the same guys, and I know they're tired of talking to me. Like, it, it, it it's just starting to get kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um. I actually used to be a big Thunder fan, and I've noticed I'm just mentioning. I grew up a Laker fan. Like mm-hmm. before the Thunder even got here, I was a Laker fan. Kobe Bryant is my goat. Um. Over everybody, first of all. Soon, so, Cal Lake, folks. Yes, sir. Soon, Cal Lake, <laughs> all through Oklahoma City. Yes, well sir. Um, Kobe is literally my goat, but when the Thunder got here, I noticed myself like I was starting to become more of a Thunder fan. Yeah. Um, but then when I started covering them, man, like it just gets monotonous, and I'm just like, I've I've caught myself recently not being as big of a Thunder fan. Like I'm not really. Yes, I want to see the Thunder do good. Yeah. But it's more so, so I can see the city on top. Like I want to see OKC um on the billboards i want to see okc getting the limelight i want to see all the national media in okc like they were back in 2013 you know 12 13 14 15 like i want to see see you know uh stephen a standing courtside like i did in 2014 i want to see chris brassard sitting two seats down for me like he was in 2016 um that's that's more so where i am but like when it comes to the team i'm just kind of like you know great you know, <laughs> right. I'm 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 finding myself here recently latching on more to the Lakers. Another second fan. rounder, another second rounder out of the G League. Yeah, like, here we go. Thunder, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I will say, shout to the Thunder. I think they're about to be. I think they're about to be really good. But see, here, here, like here's really what's going to happen. Here's you know what's going to happen, Adam. They're going to be real good. They're going to get a couple of nice young gems and trade them off. I don't think so. You know, that's I mean, well, that's, well, that's what happens. Because I think, because just like Dame is going through now, yeah, I, I'm scared Shea is going to end up in the same position Dame is. Can't get any stars here to come with you, play with you. 
I so, think there's a difference. You know, I think there's a difference. Yeah, just because difference? Portland, Portland is a terrible friend. I'm just gonna say it. Portland's a bad franchise, man. Like they've never really done nothing to do nothing around. Like no, they've yeah. never had the picks that OKC had. Like they've never done really anything to put a competent team around Dame. If Brandon Roy wouldn't have got hurt, that would be a whole different conversation. May, maybe. Brandon you know. Roy was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He may, was about may, to be Kobe Bryant. Maybe, you know. Yeah. But, but that was way before Dame. What? Yeah, yeah, that was way yeah, before way, Dame. Way, like way before six, Dame. seven years before Dame. Dame was the redemption, honestly. Yeah. Um, but but with the Thunder, uh, Shay, Shay's here, I think, for the long-ish term. Because he's not gonna get a supermax anywhere else. He has to stay here to get that big old 220, 230, 240 million dollar contract. He's gonna make more money here. So I think he's here yeah. for at least another four to five years. At least. Um I think Giddy, I think he loves OKC because it reminds him of where he's from. He said it's a smaller community and it, he he likes the slower pace. So I think Giddy's here to stay. The only question I have, the only person I think may be swayed. Whatever you say, whatever you say. But I don't think Dort is as valuable as he was. He's he's from Montreal. Okay. Yeah. He's he's Haitian. Shout out to the Zoles out there. One time for the Zoles. Shout out to the Zoles. Real life. Z gang. uh, Um, Real quick is, and I don't want to cut y'all, but, and I think maybe that may be the formula. Foreign guys. That's what I was just about to. Right. That's what I was about to get into. Foreign yeah. guys. Yep. Right. Yep. Kind of like a San Antonio. Kind of like uh, seemed like I remember Mark Cuban saying something about that a few years ago. That he kind of leans towards foreign guys because American players just want to make mixtapes. Um. I, can I say something? That's please. Whatever you. I, say, I don't want to get too controversial on on here and piss anybody <laughs> off. Uh. I'm not gonna say the word. I'm going to use a censored word. Presty saw with Russ, KD, and Harden, he had a bunch of Negroes on the He, he had a bunch of Negroes these on the team. Old ass niggas got yeah, the Okay, you, uh, you said it. He had these, the niggas on the team, man. Yeah. And, and he, he, you know, Russ, we all know about his, his ties in uh, Crenshaw. We know about James Harden's ties and I think Inglewood. Mm-hmm. We know about Paul George's wannabe ties, even though he's from Palmdale, which is really the country. Right. Um, <laughs> um, um, James Harden, same thing. Kevin Durant, you know, PG County. They all from 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 the hood. Right. All three of those guys, all well, Paul George ain't from the hood, but he he went into the hood playing basketball. Hood so Jason. Yeah. So so you got four guys that are essentially from the hood. Um that grew up entitled. They were the baller of the neighborhood. It's just a different culture. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. The new era. We got Shea from Toronto. And there is a difference. I want people to realize the Thunder don't have that many African-American guys on the team. They don't like Shea is not African-American. Dort is not African-American. What? Oh, okay. Okay. You mean like, technically. There is a difference. Canadian yeah, okay. is much different. They yeah. they don't they don't really know oppression like that. So it's a whole different mindset. <laughs> right. It's a whole different mindset. Right, I right. um I go back not to get off track again, but I go back to the Julius Jones um situation. Mm-hmm. Post game, we were all on Zoom. So luckily, I wasn't 
like in front of these guys, but uh, we were on Zoom and it was uh, right before the hearing. And um, I remember asking Dort about his thoughts on Julius Jones case. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Pissed me off because he was like, uh, I don't really know much about it. Um, we haven't really talked much about it. So, you know, or no, he said, I know there's a lot of, you know, social justice type stuff going on right now, but I don't really know much about it. Right. And man, bro, when I say I was so pissed off, it, there was a sense of like, you know, when you get so enraged, like it's like your body gets like hot, like you literally feel hot, yeah, like yeah. your heart, like I, my heart dropped and I felt hot when he said that because I, I was, I, I'm very passionate about it. And it bothered me to an extent that I ended up having to uh, talk to uh, someone. I'm not going to give you, well, Irv Roland. He's from, uh, okay. I think he went to Carl. I want to say he went to Carl Albert. Irv Roland, yeah. He, uh, and is on the Thunder. No, no he's. Is he a, is he a staff? No, nah, he's with the Jazz. Jazz, he's okay, an assistant yeah. There, coach there on, the, on the uh, okay. Jazz. I knew he was in the game somewhere. Um, yeah. He saw my tweets because I was on Twitter just airing it out uh, with Dort and Derek Favors, who I still don't have no I don't have no respect for Derek Favors, and I, I hope he hears this. No respect for Derek Favors. I don't have no respect for Derek Favors because um, he gave me the same response. He said, "I don't know nothing about it, and I'm not gonna comment on it." Bro, you from Atlanta? You ain't even got the foreign excuse, bro. You from Atlanta? And this is happening two miles up you, the street from where you live you right know, now. You, know you don't know nothing. You know discrimination. Like yeah, like you know discrimination. Know. Irv told me though, you know, he was just like, Dort, with Dort, you gotta realize, you man, saying? Dort and Shay, they are not African American. <laughs> they are not like they're foreigners. We have to see them as foreigners, man. Like, yeah, they're close to America. Yeah, they're black. Yeah, they speak English. That's why we want to lump them in to being African American. But they are Canadian. They're not even Canadian American. They are Canadian. Um, Dort is Haitian Canadian. Shay is Barbudan Canadian. His mom is from Barbuda and his dad, I think, is Trinidadian. Okay. They're from the islands and moved to Canada. They are not from America. So it's a whole different mindset. He yeah. don't know what he he hasn't had to deal with as much racism. He probably had to deal with some up there, but he ain't had to deal with as much systematic oppression as we have here. So they're not even in the same headspace, and that's not they're not even thinking about what's going on with Julius Jones. Should should we though, like when you said angry, did you at initially were you angry at Dort yeah. or the Thunder? Um a little bit of both. A because bit of in, both. in a roundabout way, I remember when when the big three were here, when when Russ, KD, and Harden were here, and the Thunder were like what, we probably about four, five, six years mm -hmm. of being a franchise. And I don't know whose idea it was, but the team, the players, coach, everybody was down. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that, May 3rd at the Tornadoes in Midwest City? Yeah, I uh, think so. Was that May 3rd? Was that where they went, Midwest City, when when they took the players and they were just – Oh, that was more. Was that more? That was more, more you're right. That was more. Yeah, that and terrible tornado. They took, the yeah. third, they took the players out there and the players were just devastated and mm -hmm. KD wanted to – you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. they, they, they put them in there and, yep. and, and let them kind of – you know, suck it all in and, 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 you know, see what those folks are going through, it's um, oh, go ahead. you know, hand, hand in hand with their own eyes. So is it, do you, I, I, I kind of think it was a little bit on the thunders 
hands and their responsibility to make sure their players are aware of yeah this type of thing and in, in said, their city. I said something about that, and mm-hmm. I think you know, um, I kind of hope they ain't listening to this either. But <laughs> um, I said back then that you know the Thunder's not doing a good job of educating their players yeah. on things, and they're choosing what they want to educate them on, um, and the and and the Thunder organization was trying to straddle a fence because they didn't want to be too controversial and go yeah. against the governor of this state um, and be on Julius Jones' side. So they, they were trying to straddle the fence and just not have an opinion on it. But, man, like, there comes a point to me that humanity takes over. And, you know, screw politics, dog. Like, I, I could give a damn about politics when it comes to a black man's life or all the evidence, like literally all the evidence is in his favor. Um, be a human, man. Be a human. Yeah. And even if you're not, um, they could have even taken that non-biased approach, but addressed the topic with the players. Like, this is what's going on. Here's so, both so sides when, of it. So when you're asked. Yeah, make your own opinion on right. it. Or, right. yeah, like you can decide what you feel on it, but but people are going to ask you about it because it's the hottest thing in the United States right now. And that's another thing that got me. I'm like, bro, the, the, the whole U.S. knows about this. How do y'all not know nothing documentaries about Documentaries made. There are documentaries being yeah. made. People, this is this is on like like AP News, National, yeah. CBS, all of that. It, it's on talk shows talking about Julius Jones, but somehow Lou Dort right down the street don't know what's going on. Like yeah. the Thunder did a really bad job of educating their players. And then another aspect of that is uh, pregame, we talked to um, Mark Dagnall about it. And we asked Mark, um, you know, have you guys talked to the players about it? And he said, yes, we've talked extensively about this in the locker room. So for Dort and Derek Favors to come back and say that I don't know, I've not heard nothing about (laughs) it, who's telling the truth? Who's lying? Somebody lying. Someone someone is lying. And that's what kind of, rub me the wrong way you know could i have handled that differently probably so but i was mad in the moment because i'm still well i was and i still am very passionate about that julius jones case so so it just it rubbed me the wrong way that's all i can say i'm with you i'm with you yeah. let me let me say this i'll play devil's advocate a tad bit um a young guy like you said dort not even from here really uh the new guy you know from you know haitian and and Canadian ties. Derek Favors, now you are an American. You've been here long enough. 31 years. You've been in the NBA long enough. Um, but to guys in his position, guys who at that point, you know, he was a, a journeyman role player, mm-hmm. right? Probably on a new team every two, three years. Mm-hmm. How much time does he have to put in to each city that he's traded to local transgressions? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm only gonna be here for a year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, you have a point, but you know that was a national story. It was. It was a national was. story. Uh, uh, um, um, Steve Kerr spoke out on it. He he, he went out of his way to speak out on it. Steph Curry did. LeBron James spoke out on it, but our own players can't. That I think that's what got me the most is that I saw other players on right. on a whole no, right. opposite right coast, a thousand miles away, talking about this, and I'm like, Man, y'all got nothing as a black man in America right here. You can't nothing? say nothing. That's crazy. Speaking of, man, um, and maybe that is why the Thunder, I don't know, man, maybe you ruffled their feathers enough to 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 the point to where now, you know, this Ryan Walters and CRT stuff and what you can 
and can't read and 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 sure. that would be a great time for the thunder to 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 get those remember they were doing those Russell Westbrook reading rooms yep remember those it'd be a great time for the thunder to go ahead and implement some reading rooms and throw some nice history books in there <laughs> and yeah. you know and 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 promote it to the kids and get that cracking all over the thunder again. are the biggest and, and and I say this um very strongly the thunder the biggest organization in Oklahoma, the most powerful no entity outside of the government in Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. When you see that Thunder brand and the Thunder are coming to town, wherever you are from in Oklahoma, it's going to be packed out. If if the Thunder announce that the players are going to be pr- having a practice in the Guymond, Oklahoma gym. There's going to be people from all over the Panhandle, all over Western Oklahoma, dr- yeah. driving to Guymond, and they're going to pack out that stadium or uh, the uh, court. Uh, what do you call those things? Gym. Gyms. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. Gyms. <laughs> um, so the Thunder have a unique spot where they can steer people in any direction. I think the Thunder are the only organization in the state that can trump what the government is saying if the thunder come out think so yeah i don't think anyone's gonna cancel the thunder they've seen what the thunder have done for this state i don't think anyone's gonna cancel not cancel them but just behind the scenes maybe just make things harder you know just some some stuff that you know fans and 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 stuff that fans don't know about and things that maybe don't come out yeah on national, you know, uh, oh, uh, newscast or yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, sure. I, it just, you know. And then, sure. and then the people aren't new. It's not like these people are rookies to the NBA, but I think they're new. They're just 10 years in of dealing with people in Oklahoma mm-hmm. on the business uh, frame and then just dealing with, the, you know, the, 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 the environment and the fans and things like that. We're still a new franchise and a new fan base. And I think, you know that that when it comes to the to the higher ups behind the scenes doing the executive stuff, I think there's still some some figuring out and some give and take. Oh, there is uh, that they're they're trying to uh, you know execute with the fans and the, and the community. There is. It just comes a time, man. There just comes a time where somebody got to take a stand. Somebody got to no stray away for, from like the status quo and 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 just just do us right. I think that's our biggest issue in society these days, the people that are scared to just do what's right. It, it's happening. As far as speaking just for Oklahoma City yeah, and, and just the urban community and the arts and the sports, it, it's climbing. It's yeah. climbing. It's climbing. It's getting up there, man. And, you know, every every year, you know, we'll get a, a, a top athlete making some waves out of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, after that, that um, being said, uh-huh. before we move on, that being said, I do really like Sam Presti. Sam Presti is a really um, seems to be a likable dude. He's a really solid dude. Yeah. I've had a couple conversations with him, and he's just a down to earth person. And I think his heart is good. I think he means well. Um, I just think that there's some people within the Thunder organization that are a little crooked in some ways but sam presti spot on well listen you 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 combine a pure heart with money and business yeah then you know there's there's gonna be still gonna be some ugly stuff going on oh of course uh that purity is gonna get it's gonna get tainted a tad bit of course 
um, talking to Adam Francisco, sports journalist extraordinaire. After I remember talking to, uh, I don't know if I asked you about this already, but I talked to Scott Wright one time, and he told me yeah. after uh, Scott Wright of the Oklahoman, OSU beat writer, um, and he told me that he himself has trying has been trying to be a little more cognizant, be a little more aware of how he writes, especially when it comes to African-American athletes. Wow. Um, okay. You know, he brought yeah. up the point of, you know, when you talk about a, a, a white guy, he's scrappy, he's smart, mm -hmm. he has heart, you know, he plays hard. Yep. Black athlete, he's fast, he's twitchy, mm -hmm. he jumps high. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it, you know, two totally different uh, ways of describing uh, a, a good athlete and he said he would try to kind of take a step forward to to be aware of that and change that up and I asked him about his colleagues is that is that is something you can see in other people maybe when you're reading their works when you're reading an article of theirs I'm gonna ask you the same thing have, have you noticed any difference in the writings of maybe your white counterpart whatever you say, whatever you say. really 100 percent um and that's why I changed <laughs> to make you proud um at least, at least happy that maybe some some things are starting to lean a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Uh, I can't speak for football. Football is the only sport where I'm still seeing some of the same stuff, especially good at the boy quarterback network. position. Still a good old boy with yeah. Now, well, listen, we saw what this draft just gave us. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. We got what three of the top five picks for black quarterbacks. Things so may be changing. It may be changing, but but, but as far but I as get the you, description, it, is, it with, is a good old boy community. With Anthony Edwards, what's his strengths? Anthony Edwards, uh, not Anthony Edwards. Um, the quarterback. For, what is his name? Anthony, Anthony uh, Richardson. Uh, Anthony Richardson. Richardson Jesus yeah. Christ! I'm sorry, Ant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, what's his strengths? He's athletic. He's fast. He's, he's 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 like one of the fastest, most athletic players we've seen. Cam what's Newton. his weakness? Yeah. He's not the smartest quarterback. He's, you know, reading defenses, reading defenses is not great. You know, stuff like that. Um, you don't ever I, I'm thinking of a white quarterback in the league right now where that's his, where that's his description. And I can't think of one. No. Every white quarterback, his strength is considered to be he's smart. He can read defense as well. He's not that fast. He can't really run. You know, he he, he can't jump high. Even or an athletic white quarterback. Even an athletic white quarterback. You're still talking about how small he is. <laughs> right. You're still. They're still talking about how smart he is. You you'll, you'll never say like like you'll never say Justin Herbert, ju ju Josh ju Allen, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, it, extremely athletic. Athletic as they are, jumps over guys. But that's not the first thing they talk about. We're still we're still talking about his arm and how smart he is, yep. and, and he he's a warrior. He'll do anything. It takes to for his team to win. Deshaun Watson. But all he does is throw picks last year. Yep. You know, so. But Deshaun Watson, he's fast. He's twitchy. Yeah. Exactly what you said. We don't talk about how he is undoubtedly one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. Accuracy. We accurate. About very that. accurate. He is. A, he, he, he reads defense on a whole nother level. No one talks about that with, mm -hmm. uh, with Deshaun Watson or not enough people talk about that. The right people are talking about it, but not enough people are talking about it. So. Football, I don't think that's changed that much. But basketball, I have noticed there is a very big difference where everyone's pretty much on an even playing field. And really? I do like that about the NBA specifically. How is it in the in the writer's room? Because I'll, I'll, I'll never forget, it was a local high school uh, game. And it was a girls' basketball game. Mm -hmm. 
and the girls, this was a couple years ago, a year ago, and the girls were kneeling during the Norman High School. Is that Norman? Yeah, yeah it was state tournament. Dur during playoffs. the national anthem. Uh -huh. And some writers were up in the room talking about it, talking down on the girls. Ugh, can we get past this? Why are they kneeling, calling them names and all that type of stuff? Little um, 15, 16, yeah, little, little girls, high school man. age girls. And my, and my man's, and it was a man and a woman, I believe. They were yep. going in on them. And um, if that happens or, or when that happens, I don't know if you've been in those type of situations, does the writer community come together? And like in those situations, do you see, I don't know if you're going to put your colleagues on the, on the, on, on the mark here, but just from uh, the, I don't know, just from the changes in the writings that you, that you, that you've noticed. What I've noticed. Do you think that I'm, situation we get we get somebody will speak out about that? People at, talk about at it at the time in the moment. No, no. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be straight up. No, and that bothers me. Um, I've always there's a few, there's a few. There's Michael Kenny. He he would have spoken out on Shout it. Out Cliff Kenny. Brunt. Cliff Brunt would have uh, spoken out on it. He works for Associated Press, but. Uh, while he may not be able to put that on like AP's website, right. he puts his thoughts on Twitter and I respect him uh, for that. Um, and there's a couple other writers, but as a whole, something that has always bothered me is that um, we try to stay away from controversial things. And I kind of touched on that earlier. The controversial topics are kind of frowned upon and it's more of a just let's not speak on that type of conversation on either end let's not talk in favor of the people that were bashing the girls or let's just not talk about it at all let's yeah. just report it let's just report what happened and that is it no no extra commentary um but i remember that yeah i remember it like it was yesterday and yeah um i think that's just more of it's kind of like a rural southern state issue yeah um i don't think that's just an oklahoma thing that could that same thing would have happened in texas would have happened in louisiana arkansas georgia you know so so i i don't want to just say that's an oklahoma thing that's just a a southern a yeah. rural southern mentality yeah the the what team of saying? girls were norman high but i think they were playing, they were playing like at some yeah some, <laughs> i think sky took i want to say it was somewhere. like sky took or sapopa or something like yeah. that Something like that. Yeah, which is what a suburb of Tulsa. Very rural. Yeah, out there and you know out out there. Yeah, let's just put it like that. Um, Adam Francisco, what's the NBA going to look like ten years from now? Ooh, let Let me ask you this: These contracts are getting crazy. We see how it's affecting the players and the decisions they make outside of basketball, right? Jesus, yeah. It can be dangerous to give a twenty-something-year-old. 40 million a year. All right. That's dangerous. I think the NBA is seeing that. So with that being said, is the NBA going to eat itself up? Because if you just keep now, Dame is in the running for what? 50, 60 yeah, a is. year or something he like is. that. Yeah. So if you just keep giving this type of money to these young guys and let's, let's fast forward 10 years. What are we talking? 50, 70 million a year for like, let's be honest, a low level kind of, you know, on the fringe all-star guy. Yeah. Just because the numbers say so? That's like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With all due respect, like a Pascal Siakam. How you making that? How you have him making yeah. 30 40? Which he's he's a good player. 
Come on, I would, man, stop. I, I'm hoping the Thunder can trade for him because I think he's the piece that we need. Uh, that one fringe star to go alongside Shea um, and J-Dub, who I think is an all-star as well. But um, it's a little scary, man. It's like, scary. Is the NBA going to make a lot of money. They're going to eat itself up um, by by giving their, their own commodities just free will. and I mean, not free will, but when you have $60 million coming every year, you feel like that. I think we're going to... I think we're getting a really watered down product and I think we're going to continue to get a watered down product for these players. Um, I think the biggest difference now versus even 10 years ago is that these players aren't playing for the love of the game as exactly. much. They're paying or they're playing. They're paying. Um, they're playing <laughs> because they pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're playing because they're paying. And <laughs> it's like they work hard for two years put up crazy numbers, get that big bag, and then they step back. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the players that are playing for the love of the game are the ones who I have noticed are fan favorites because fans still want that. Fans still want the players that are yeah. playing just because they love the game. And, hey, I'm making $40 million while playing the game that I really genuinely love. Great. But I'm still going to put in that same work. Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. Dame. LeBron, mm-hmm. um, I think Kevin Durant even. Um, I actually, I'm for sure Kevin Durant. KD loves the game. And he's not just in it for the money. KD loves to play basketball. That's all he care about. I think that's kind of the problem. Uh, uh, yeah. Listen, uh, KD, man, he, 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 got, he got cooked on, on, on Twitter the other day by my yeah. man Ryan Davis. Yeah. Because he said uh, offense wins championship. Yeah. Which – Goes totally against the, the the basic mantra of sports, whether yeah. you believe it or not. That's just not what everybody just. That's not what Every, coaches. That's not what coaches and GMs want to hear. What I have to say to that, because I'm a defensive guy. When right. I played in college, I would not have gotten to college if it wasn't for my defense. Right. I was a. I was not a college athlete if it came to offense. <laughs> but um, <sighs> offense gets you there, but at some point. You know, you can score 250 points, but if you're not stopping the other team from scoring 250 points, you're going to lose the game. So yeah. so at the end of the day, somebody's going to have to play stop defense something. to stop someone. So that's why I say defense wins championships, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to me- you're going to have to have a defensive stop to win the game. Regardless. Remember a few years ago, we were saying how well did KD play defense. Oh, yeah. He was a remember that he was an all defensive team type <laughs> player. Remember that? He was an all-defensive team type of player. And, yes, this league is offense-driven, but that, to me, makes defense even more important. The one player who can stop the best offensive player from scoring is is very valuable these days. You're, you know, um, Marcus Smarts, uh, Triple J, uh, Jaron Jackson, um, you, you, uh, Dort. Guys like Lord, that Lord, why who, down? who are lockdown defenders are of supreme value these days because everybody else is ain't playing no defense. You know? Is it is there a beef? This seems like there'd be like kind of an under kind of going back today. and forth. Huh? I said you digging deep. We digging today. deep. Yeah. It, it, I like because it. because I feel like if I was in the league, being being an American. There would be a little beef. There would be I would I would get up a little more for or, or let me take let me turn around. If I'm not if I'm a Canadian and you know this is a, I'm playing an American game in America, uh-huh. in American city in front of American fans and they love this LeBron guy, they love this KD guy. 
but I'm from Canada. I'm from overseas somewhere. Let me, let me, I would, I would perk up a little bit on those nights. Is there, is there that kind of undertone kind of running beef running back and forth between American players and foreign guys? Um, because right as of right now, the foreign guys are taking over. The foreign guys, foreign foreigners are taking the game Whatever you over. Say. And Whatever I don't, you say. to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that American players better start taking the game more seriously. They need to get out of this commercialized version of basketball and think that they're God's gift to earth with their talents because there are guys overseas that are putting in the work two times as hard as them and they don't have as many outside influences as a lot of the guys here do um a lot of the guys here are so worried about the appearance they're so worried about um the women and the 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 i like to call the hip-hop culture of basketball yeah um luka Doncic came in here trying to take over the league that's that was his only goal he found a girl in in the process but he was worried about coming in this league and taking over he's done it uh Nikola Jokic he came in this league not worried about fashion not worried about none of that stuff he came in this league to take over and be the best basketball and be the best foreigner to ever come into America and he's doing it uh Giannis Antetokounmpo he came in this league to improve himself build his frame which he's like doubled or tripled, tripled, yeah, and and take over the league. He's done it. Three of the top five players in this league, in my opinion, are foreigners. And where's Embiid at? So, if you would have asked me this question when the season ended, I had Embiid like I had him second. I had Jokic. I had Embiid. After seeing him in that playoff series, I got him sixth. <laughs> but you, anyone I'm can anyone can make the argument. And I would make the argument that Embiid's the top five player. Like, if I'm just looking at the player, Embiid's like probably the second best player in the league right now. So you got, yeah, you got Jokic, you got Embiid, you got Giannis, you got Doncic. And then maybe you can interchange Jason Tatum at five, Steph Curry at five, Shea at five. Any of Mm -hmm. those three, I'm not going to argue with you. LeBron at five. Any of those four, you you can make that argument. So four of the Four of the top five players are undoubtedly, well, I'm sorry, four of the top five players in this league are foreigners. I'm with that. I mean, and, and that's that's what it's looking like right now. Yep. And um, then you yeah. got the Canadians coming in. And, 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 they, <laughs> and they left and right. Uh, you know, uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Uh, Shea. Uh, Jamal you got Murray. Shea. You got Jamal Murray. Who else? Um, Dylan Brooks. He's not a top ten player or nothing, but I mean, is he from Canada? He's okay, from Canada. He's out there. He's from Ontario. He got a bag. Yep. He got what 20, 20, 30 mil a year, or something like that. So, nah, it, it's American players. I, I'm, I'm just worried because all we worried about is the money. All we worried about is the CBA. Yep. Um, entitlement. And our, our the coaches and the owners are starting to see that. Mm-hmm. And I brought up Mark Cuban earlier and what he said about foreign players and American players. He was kind of on the money. You know, we say I didn't hear that. He, he, this was a couple of years ago. He just, oh. you know, he was talking about how foreign players are just they come in just more mature. They come in ready. Yep. You know, they they've had a couple of years of playing against men. Yep. You know, playing playing above their their weight class, their age group, and so um, he he just talked about how he just really into foreign guys and have their more t- team oriented. 
And I'm just imagining or I'm just wondering how long can that type of conversation go on before American players start to feel that. And and it looks like, you know, with the Kyrie Irving stuff and the James Harden and these guys changing uh, teams every two, three years, it, it looks like we're we're here. It's we're here. And and that did you understand all the CBA stuff? No. 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 I, I don't think yeah, I don't I don't I didn't either. No, and I read through it like three times and I was like, I'm gonna have to I even after that law degree, I was like, this this <laughs> this is a no, I don't think anybody really fully just understands it. Like we'll that, talk about the topic that, when we get there. Yeah. Like, yeah, right, right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, literally. And then we'll go back to the contract. Because a lot of it did not make sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, these players, the James Hardens, um, James Hardens, the Kevin Durants, uh, you know, players like that, they're, it's just a sense of entitlement, man. It's, it's the AAU culture in which they don't have overseas, um, at least on the level that we do. AAU is is pretty much a ticket to playing high level Division One basketball yeah. here in America. Overseas, they ain't worried about college basketball. They're going straight pro. They're going straight pro. So um, it's just a different mentality, and maybe that's up to the NBA. Maybe the, uh, changing the mindset of these players is up to the league to to change the model. I also think we were talking about money. I think the NBA should require a class in accounting or finance. They don't or do that. Like how I, to manage. I always hear about the rookie symposium and how they. I, I think they touch on it, but they, they I don't, don't think really get it's into a, it. I, I don't think it's a class. Like I think there should be like almost a college level course where they teach these kids he how said, to manage their money. They having everybody come into the auditorium and just listen to four speakers. Yeah, that's that ain't getting it done. Half the time they probably in there on their phones, just like it's it's a technicality to say they did it. But yeah. like actually yeah. take a class, pass the class. If you don't pass the class, you gotta take it again. Like yeah. stuff like that to help these guys out. And if you don't pass the class, it's gonna affect your playing time. Exactly. And I mean, this isn't me bashing the play. If you gave right now at 30 years old, if you gave me $260 million over four or five years, I'm not going to manage it the right way. <laughs> right. And I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to need, like, if if God blesses me with instant fame or or riches like that, I myself am going to take a course on how to manage my money correctly because I don't trust myself to manage that much money correctly. Because, you know, I'm thinking right now, if I were to get a $10,000 stipend, I'm like, hey, baby, we going out to eat tonight. Uh, yeah. You want to book that trip to Europe right now? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, man, like you can't expect no 19-year-old kid that that in a lot of cases grew up in a, um underprivileged household to be able to manage $200 million or even 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 $5 million. Their, their parents never – seen over 10 that's what they thousand parents ain't never seen over 10 right. 20,000 30,000 at best even a middle class family is yeah. seeing 50 60,000 so yeah. i mean you it's it's kind of irresponsible to even think that a player that's 19 20 years old that ain't ever seen money in their life is gonna just get blessed with this much money and be able to manage it correctly yeah it's, it's, it's almost an irresponsible thought where does the nba let me take it back not the nba where does the rest of the Memphis culture play in John Morant? What's going on with him? Hey, man, I ain't got Let, no comment. 
Let me Last say, time let, I talked about Memphis, I had the whole city after. I thought but, they was going to drive out here and ride out. And let, shoot. let me say <laughs> this, though. Let me say this. And, and for, for you Memphis, specifically the Memphis little, little dreadhead rappers that, that filled up the whole front row when he came back. What was that, last year or this yeah, past year? it was this past year. Hey, he missed Money his eight games. There, he missed his eight games, and when he came back for that first Whatever game, you say. Whatever the you say. courtside, you say. nothing but these little poop butt Memphis rappers. <laughs> Trash, dude. With the 12 chains on. What happened to rappers' jewelry? Them chains look look whack nowadays. Yeah, they're a little discolored, aren't they? they? Yeah, they're a little cloudy, a little gray. They ain't looking quite they right. They ain't, man. Come on, man. They ain't when, looking when, quite right. Y'all making all this money. When my hip-hop heroes was doing it, they was... Was shining, man. It was shining. The diamonds different. was dancing, it's man. Even Wayne, who's who's again Mako personally, yeah. I you know he did it differently than these dudes. I don't know. Come on, again, man. Again, it's this TikTok culture. Man, Tupac's this, death row record was twinkling, man. It's this. It's this new instant. I can't even explain it, man. But but my point is, Memphis. where 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 does the the community of Memphis, specifically the urban community, how much do they play a role in? What's going on with Ja, man? Look, man. Like, like, reach look, out to this dude, man. Before I get ripped to shreds again by the Memphis community, Memphis is a very, very um, great city, actually, with a lot of history. I've never been. I heard it's fun. I heard it's great. It is a fun. Bill Street is one of the best nights I've had. Yeah. Um, that being said, there is a culture in Memphis, and this is a fact. This is not my opinion. So, again, any fans that have something to say, you can, you know, hit me up on Twitter. But um, I think there's a lack of accountability in that community in Memphis. Um, it's, it is, to me, outside of Atlanta, it's the center of rap culture. And in rap culture, right now. there is a lack of accountability when these dudes are doing wrong. Um, there's a lot of excuses made for Ja. Uh, based on what he's done, there is not one excuse that I can think of. All the, the only thing, you know, what, during this whole situation, people keep talking about the legality of him having a gun. I don't give a damn about, not the, it's not, not about point. that. It's it is, let me, let me, let me make this a lot more simple for y'all. You work at McDonald's. You're on your phone. You're texting on your phone. Nothing illegal about that. You text it all you want. Free speech, whatever. Um, your manager sees you texting. They say, hey, yo, Adam, stop texting, man. Um, I don't like the way that looks for our brand. It it it, it makes the customers look like, or it, it makes the customers think that you're not focusing in on your job. And Burgers you're not are present. cold, man. Exactly. So stop texting. Next time I see you texting, you're going to have an issue. Uh, two weeks later, doing the same thing, texting right in front of that same boss. What is more than likely going to happen? <laughs> right. You're either going to get fired or he's going to send your ass home. What's the difference here? All Adam Silver told, first of all, it's not in his contract, but it's kind of understood. Don't be flashing your gun on social media, Ja. It's a bad look as the face of a franchise. You yeah. are the face of the Memphis Grizzlies. When people think of the Grizzlies, they think of Ja Morant. When people think of the NBA, damn near, they're thinking of Ja Morant now. He's, he's I think, top two or three face of the NBA right now. So yeah. when people are thinking of the NBA, they're thinking of you. 
you are the Allen Iverson of this generation. So, so, um, act like that. The first time you flash that gun, Adam Silver suspended you for eight games and was like, hey man, look, I'm going to suspend you for eight games, but I know this isn't you. I don't want to see this no more. However, what a month, two months later, three months, however long later, here you are again, flashing the gun on IG Live. We're not saying that John Morant can't have no gun. We're just saying simply don't open up an Instagram Live and don't post the gun on Instagram Live. That's it. You You know, and and one of the things that (laughs) I I don't think I've seen, usually when you're on social media and you see these little dudes flashing guns. Yeah. They're they're somewhere within them with themselves. They're in a group, in, inside in a home in a house somewhere, right? Yep. Um, I don't think I've ever seen someone flash it while they're just dancing and jigging in the car while driving. It's like that, interesting. Man. That was a new one to me. It's it's. I don't think I've seen that one. It's all for show. It's yeah. And I bet you, if you ask Ja who his favorite rapper is, he's gonna say Young Boy, uh, and that's, that's exactly what yeah. Young Boy. That's that's the type of yeah. culture that young boy tries to portray and is killing this next generation but as far as people of memphis man hold the prince of the city accountable man like he can be the prince or the king of the city and i think he should be because i think deep down jaw's a good kid um i got a chance to talk to him in 2019 Where is he from the suburbs and all yeah. that type stuff, well yeah. eh, i so sort of my wife's um dad's family is from um um florence south carolina mm-hmm I think Jaw's either from Sumter or a town just by Sumter, but, but they're very close to each other. But it's other. not the hood. It's sort of kind of. It's not the. It'll remind you of Spencer. Okay. It'll remind you a lot of Spencer. It's a lot of black folk, and there is a certain culture out there. And if you get into that culture, you're in that culture. Um, well, I just, I just so need a, he, I, I just need a rapper just to speak up and just. And, and, Maybe they already have, but yeah. just go and just speak some words to the guy, man. I, it, you know, you see, he turned down Lil Wayne's. Uh, well, Wayne tried to talk to him. He wouldn't talk to Wayne. Well, now that, that, that's confusing. Why would you not talk? You can't tell me Jai isn't isn't he, a Wayne fan. Why would you not talk to Lil Wayne? I forgot exactly what Wayne said, but he said that he reached out to him and he, he, he just got a denial letter. Basically, like I yeah. I don't want any advice. It is basically, what it is, man. Um, I am a huge John Morant fan. He's one of he's probably my second favorite player in the league as far as on the court. Um, I love watching him play. He's yeah, he's he's second behind Jason Tatum. 20, Tatum's my favorite player. Twenty five games. You agree with that? He got suspended. Um, yes. I, I was I was going for half a season. I'm, I'm I, not gonna so lie. so. It's a strategy. Twenty five games to me. Fifty games. If none of the extra things were in place, what I'm about to mention would have been my take, 50 to 60, but 25 games eliminates him from any awards. Yeah. So you're taking all of the personal accolades out of it. He could average 100, point, uh, uh, 100 points per game. No bonuses. 100 assists and 100 rebounds, yeah. and he ain't getting a bonus. He's not getting yeah. a max deal, and he's not getting any award. No first team, no nothing. No all defense, nothing. He could be the best player on paper in the history of the NBA and not get no awards to show uh, for it. So, so what, um, what uh, Silver's doing is attacking his personal accolades while not hurting the Memphis Grizzlies. Legacy stuff. 
Yeah, he's yeah. he's hurting the legacy aspect of it, but he's not gonna hurt the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies ain't do nothing. Uh, all I mean, yeah, literally the Grizzlies have not done anything wrong, and suspending him for half a season would effectively knock the Grizzlies out of playoff contention. Well, knocking him out for twenty five games, if the Grizzlies can go twelve and thirteen during that time, and just go on, you know, go on a, I'd say if they were to win, um. 40 games 30 30 even 30 of the next what 50 something games that would still put them at like 42 43 wins during the playoffs and they can make a run with John Morant so the team still has uh, can still have success but Ja won't have any personal success so I I think it was a strategic move by Adam and I like it I agree with it. At first, I was like, 25 games. But then I started to think. I was like, wait, he missed 25 games. You got to play 65 to get any awards. He can't get no awards. Oh, I see what he's doing here. I see what he's doing here. Yeah. What I'm hoping is that he doesn't budge on an appeal. Because they've already appealed it. I'm hoping that he doesn't budge and make it 15 games. Nah, yeah, he he, he should. Stick hard on that. Stay stay with that. Because, yeah, it's not like he the one who blew it. Or and and a, a month apart, or limited to if he does even twenty games, even twenty games, he would still be still under that limit, that threshold. Yeah. yeah. So if you're gonna lower it, lower it to twenty. That's it, no lower. Real quick, you know, we talk about it's summertime and it's hot out there. Perfect time to reach out to my folks, Covington Heat and Air. Here's a quick message. Summertime is right around the corner. And if you know Oklahoma, it gets really hot. It's even worse when your AC goes out. So get it checked now. And Covington Heat and Air is the perfect company specializing in maintenance, troubleshooting, and installs for residential and light commercial businesses. And they've been doing it for 20 years. Now that's experience. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to midnight, but available by phone 24 hours a day at 405-568-9463. Licensed, insured, and bonded. Covington Heat and Air, where we care. Whatever you say. One more time for Covington Heat and Air, proud sponsor for the Whatever You Say podcast. Got Adam Francisco, second go round here in the studio. We're just talking sports, talking whatever. And Adam, you said. During that break, you said Shea Gilgis Alexander will be in the top three for MVP this year. One hundred percent. One one hundred percent. You sure? I think he's a yes, yes. Last year, I think he finished like sixth in MVP voting, either fifth or sixth in MVP voting just last year. And the Thunder didn't even make the damn playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think. The only thing that held him back from being a finalist for MVP this year or this last year is team success. Thunder didn't make the playoffs, but it's very hard to deny somebody that this last year, his stats rivaled Kevin Durant's when he won MVP. The only thing that the only thing that that sets Shea back, and it's not his fault, well, besides Oklahoma City, the name on the front of the jersey. Is his game? You know, we talk about Jokic, mm-hmm. and we say it's not—it's not athletic, it's not flashy, mm-hmm. but he gets it done. It's unstoppable. Yep. I feel that same way about Shea. 
it's not flashy. It's not overly exactly. athletic. He's not jumping, dunking on guys. And his footwork is immaculate. His handles is ridiculous. He has a better jumper than you thought. And his arms are like eight feet long, so he can finish. He doesn't have to dunk. He can lay up. He can kind of break out the layout package, layup package and just kill you like that. And my man has all type of finishing abilities. But I, I think in the NBA, when this social media Pop-Tart now fan base, not having a real exciting athletic game style and being in a low-level, you know, kind of small market team, I think that's going to be too. I think it's going to be too much for him to try to get over. So I think this is this is actually the time to be that. Yeah. Look at the MVP and the runner-up this year, Embiid and Jokic. Both of them are relatively boring guys. Like even Embiid is not like you're not watching him like ooh, no. ooh like you're not really going crazy. It's all kind of like a lack of a, day, a lackadaisical type of game. Jason Tatum also. I mean, all I'm I'm thinking of my top five. Um, Jokic, I guess Embiid, Giannis is the only one that's a little more dazzling. But even him, like sometimes it's, it's the same like, thing eh. every time. Yeah. Um, outside of Steph Curry, I, I'm not seeing much razzle dazzle anyway. I I think this people are looking for the most well rounded player, and I cannot name a weakness that Shea has. He He's he a good much. defender. He's not yeah. a great defender, but he is a good defender. He's a pretty good shooter. His mid-range is on point. His three ball is on point. Um, he can get to the basket whenever he wants against 98% of the league. Yeah. Um, only player that I've seen really give him fits is Marcus Smart. Um, he's he's an all-around player, and I feel like the only thing, again, that's missing is the team's success, and I think that this year the team is primed for a playoff run. He'll be in that Dame. He'll be in that Dame Lillard, Kevin Garnett, yeah, Giannis, yeah, position, yeah. When it comes down to these, these contracts, and you, when you, when your four or five years are up, and all right, you want to stay or go, or, stay or leave. do you want to do? You know, do you want to go for the championship, or are you happy where you are? Like Bradley Bill, never winning anything. Them small markets, man. yeah, it, it's small markets. It, it it's tough, and 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 players. Everybody has to make that decision, and Shays is, is coming up here uh, pretty soon. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, before you get out of here, man, I, I went through a couple of your tweets, man, and and we can kind of get away from from sports if you want to, uh, but this particular tweet caught my eye, and I and I responded to it, and I was slightly offended, really, and I, it was like I say, it wasn't sports. What did my man say here? He said, this is a journalist here, folks. But my man's all over the place. It's not just me? It's not just sports. Yeah, we're talking about you, man. Oh, shoot, I'm scared. We're talking about you. Nah, but it's about music. He okay. said, uh, Ludacris is better than Busta Rhymes, and it ain't even close. So. What? what? Okay, so, so. What? I actually retracted from that. The ain't even close part is really the disrespectful part. Yeah, and I'll be the first to say I'm not a big hip-hop head. Like, my parents did not even let me listen to hip-hop until I was a certain age. Like, I mean, hip-hop with with cussing. With cussing, yeah. So, the real hip-hop. I didn't really get into (laughs) hip-hop until like like 99, 2000, 2001. Um, And that's 
when Luda was going off. Um, oh, crazy. Not, uh, I feel like Busta was going off, you know, late 80s into the 90s. Um, but I was educated by someone that I respect as a hip-hop head. Uh-huh. And look, look, I'm a person that can admit when he's wrong. <laughs> I'm, a per- I'm a person that can honestly admit when he's wrong, I was wrong. Uh, when you're looking at the complete, like, when I'm thinking of just rap, mm-hmm. I personally like Luda more. But when you're talking about the body of work, um, um, MC producing that everything, the whole everything as an artist. Features Busta on is, everybody's joint. Yeah. yeah. Busta sweeping, sweeping him up under the rug. And that's my apologies. Because I saw your reply and I, you know, I saw him was like, he's tripping. And then I went to my uh, barber, Rosie Turner. I don't know if you know Rosie Turner. Uh-uh. He went to Northeast. He's, I think he's a little, a little older than you. He's okay. like 48, 49. Whatever you say. But um, I respect him as a hip hop head. And he brought it up. He was like, bro, he popped me upside the head. He was like, I can't believe you put Ludacris up. up. You just lost all credibility, in my when, opinien. When your barber get on you like that, yeah. it means something. So he, he something. told me, um, he showed me where Buster has done more than Luda. And I was like, bro, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're well, listen, right. I, I, I've seen, I've seen, I was there. I, I'm here for both careers, obviously. Yeah. I've seen them both. And I love both too. Yeah. I was a Ludacris fan. I remember being in Texas, you know, Texas got their own style, their own everything. Uh-huh. And they did not mess with Ludacris in Texas. I was like, hey, I was like, uh, what's your fantasy with old girl? That's a cool song. He's like, hell knock that shit out of here. Right. I was like, ah, Luda's all right. He's cool. He's really a stupendous MC. When it comes to putting the words together, he's out. He's outstanding. It's, it's amazing. But, but what I what I tweeted to do, if you really go back and look back, and break down their careers, Busta was Luda's muse. Yep. yep. The energy, the high, fast rapping, the videos. Yep. Right. The crazy big eyed, big head, fish lens, cartoon like videos. Yeah, That's. Man. Just the creativity. That yeah, the creativity. That is that is Buster was was a, a blueprint for Luda. And he, he did his own thing and, and and put his South stamp on it. And both have had great careers. And 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 no disrespect to either one, but yeah, and, and you you and it's around the same time that I think wasn't wasn't Buster Rhymes getting like was it before it was before the BET Awards and Buster Rhymes was getting his big Vanguard, you know, stand up, ah, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. type yeah, of, yeah. you know. So it was like, come on, man, don't disrespect the guy like my that. fault, man, my fault. <laughs> I can see you held on to that one. I did. That was a couple weeks ago. That, you, it was. I was like, yeah, I got to get him yeah, in. You here came on that in one. and was like, nah, man, you tripping? <laughs> How bad you feel for Lonzo Ball, man? Dog, man, I, I was so critical. I feel bad for Lonzo. Man. I was so critical of his father and the way he went about it and all of that, but. I like Lonzo's game, and I think he and, really and his loves game the was game. just about. And to, he was finally taking yeah. leaps and looking like he was going to be an all star. And it got it looks him. like he may not play basketball again. Got like his jump shot look, together. It's looking like his next stop may be overseas if he ever plays again in the first Damn. place. Because I mean, he hasn't played. What did that say? In four years or two, three? three? Like like, like he, three seasons. He he was twenty one the last time he played, and he just turned twenty five or something like that. And he's going to miss this upcoming season. Right, he's going to miss this upcoming yeah. season. Lonzo Ball hasn't played an NBA game since he was 22. He's now 25. That Yikes. like I'm thinking of yeah. the gap after I had knee surgery that pretty much it, it did in my career. I was 21 years old, 
And I remember trying to get back to it at like 23. I took like two years off. Yeah. And again, I don't have multi-million dollar training, but but I the difference in my mobility. Um, tell, huh? My strength was speed, um, lateral movement. I was a, I think I was a great defender. You you can ask my coach, but I think I was right. a good or a great defender, and I could jump really high. I could block. Adam I could jump real high. Let me find some jump video. Man. Jump man, Francisco. Adam had them bunnies. Man, I had bunnies. For real. I had like hey, that. Man. That is what I could do. <laughs> okay. That is okay. what it, it was. Speed. I didn't know. I speed wasn't aware. And jumping. Um, and I think that comes from track. But no doubt. But no doubt. um, seeing the toll it took on those two things, my two strengths, kind of wiped me out. And I'm scared about Lonzo because he's a defensive guy too. Yeah. He's a he's a he's one of the best defending point guards in the league. And I'm afraid that it's messed with his lateral movement. And I, I I'm I don't know what's exactly going on. They've been kind of vague in what his setbacks have been. But man, it's scaring me. It's scaring me. And I I just hope he can get back and just playing in the league again. Not even at the same level. Just I hope he can just play in the league again, man. Yeah. I hate to see it. And yeah. he's a good kid. I think a lot of people he was the first one. He's the oldest one. So he was getting the most slack from his dad. Yeah. Melo got it kind of easy because, yeah. like, by the time Melo was in the league, his dad kind of calmed down a little bit. And Melo, the best one. Melo cold. And, and Melo's cold. I remember, he can stay healthy himself. I remember that when this is when I was doing the sports radio thing every day. And I was telling people, when remember when he was overseas scoring 70 and not playing yes. defense and yes. cherry picking and stuff? Yes. And then uh, uh, we, we killed him for that. And then that very next year, he was playing in a pro league in, in Lithuania and was putting up like 15, 18, 20. Yep. I say, he's going to be the beast. This kid's going to be cold. Yeah. He's going to be the nice and one. And that's how I now. feel about, and that's how I feel about the Jameses. Just got to match. Oh, Bron uh, and Bryce. Bryce. Bryce is, Bryce is I think really. Bryce going to be the You see the stuff Bryce is doing as a sophomore right yeah. now? Yeah. In the and AAU circuit? And he's what? With six, Kyan six? Anthony. Uh, ooh, Kyan Anthony. He's yeah, doing the, he, with Mello he's on the same team. And what is he, 6'6 six, six already? About six, something, six, like six, five, yeah. something like that? 6'5, something like that? Yeah, nah, it, I, I, fifteen the, years old. The 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 little brothers I always thought Charles O'Bannon was better than Ed. It little brothers be, always better. It may be a little before your time, but yeah, go. I always thought hey, the, the little brothers kind of come up and I'm gonna throw it back and, and watch and learn. Xavier Henry, CJ Henry. Ah, Xavier is the best. Ah, I still say to this day, he's hard, man. Xavier is the best high school player I have ever he's seen. He's hard, man. The Alexanders. The Alex. Which one? Who you got? It's local stuff right here, folks. Um, it's OKC stuff right here. Who do I have? Is the youngest the, the best in that one? Was Steven the youngest? I I thought I can't. I, I want to say Steve is the younger brother. Who's the best one? Indiangelo. I think D'Angelo. I think D'Angelo is D'Angelo? Yeah. Um, I'll let the other two hear you say that. I think Steve was a. I think he was more of a dog. Man, Steve went to UCO, and when I was a he he doesn't even know this. I hope he's listening. Um, because Steve, uh, I'm gonna tag him. he's one of my dudes, man. Um, head coach at Douglas high school. I got immense respect for that man. Won, won the um, state title won last the state year. Title, First man. year. Um, put the school that I love the most. It's not my alma mater, but everybody, if anyone knows me, they know I grew up around Douglas high school. I went to Douglas and, uh, history, I, man. I love Douglas more than the school I went to. So seeing <laughs> them win that championship. Yeah. Hey, hey I went Shots to Bishop fired. McGinnis. So I, you know. <laughs> I don't got a lot of respect from McGinnis, but anyway, um, seeing him do that really made the year. Like as far as high school basketball goes, seeing him hoist that trophy up, 
I was smiling like I was one of the coaches. Like you did. Um, but he doesn't remember. He was my camp counselor when I was like, I had to be, I had to be like eight, nine. What camp? UCO, the Terry Evans camp back in like 2005 or something. Like it was a long time ago. I went to, I went to OCU's camp, uh, 12, 13 years old, something like that. Uh-huh. And Binky was one of my oh, counselors. Man. Whatever you say. Uh, BV, Brian Van yeah, was yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. Win, that's when Win Casey. He got an institution now. Oh, he got it. Hey, come on, man. Them, come them on, Van man. girls, man. They're going to run the WNBA Jesus here. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, BV was a counselor there. Binky was a counselor there. And Aaron Howell was a, was a, was that's a, a name I've not heard was a new, was a fresh, incoming freshman uh, from El Reno going yeah. to OCU and could jump out the gym. That was my first. With, with my own eyes, Aaron Howe went to El Reno. That's the question I have for you. And he, he, my first time with my own eyes, I think I was 12 years old, I saw somebody with a 40-inch-plus vertical. Like that catching kid, that was a crazy. catching oops, two-handed, top of the square, stuff like that. And Brian, <laughs> Brian Van and Binky, would, they would scrimmage after our, after our camps, and they would always have Aaron on their team, and they just throw oops to him all, all run. Crazy. And we just sitting there watching. I'm like, damn, but... Nah, it's uh do your history, man. We got some we got some legacy down here in athletics in Oklahoma. Learn about it, man. Hey, last question for Learn you. Learn about it. What Who, you got? Who's the best high school player you've seen? Because I'm I went to ask you this on Twitter. I've seen this question get passed around a few times. Yep. Uh I got two, but that I've seen with my eyes. Yes. Because I, I'm not gonna lie, your era, I think I know who you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in the streets fucking up around that time. So I, I didn't really get to see those guys uh-huh. with my own eyes, but I, I know their names and I've seen the highlights. Who do you think I was going to say? Uh, Clark, Stephen Clark. All right. <laughs> Dan Douglas, come on now. I I, yeah. I do my history on, on D-Town. Yeah. But with, with me, Estelle Laster. With, uh, with my how own, does that name sound familiar? Northwest Classy. What year? 90s? Is that 90... The 90s? Four ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Ninety four, yeah. ninety five. Came out. I think same year. Joe Atkins. Ah, shout Marshall. out Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe Atkins was nasty. They Tony heard them boys were nasty, but the still Laster was a different athletic really? level. Like, like I mean, contorting your body in the air just to do a left handed finger roll, like stuff like that. It was he was he was funky in in high school. I got he was funky. I got three guys. Who you got? Three different eras too. Now I'll, I'll say most dominant was uh, Booker T. Um, uh, oh, uh, Thomas, uh, Eton Thomas. E- yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, Derek yeah. Thomas back then. Ah, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, he he just he killed everybody. He had a good little NBA career too. He did yeah. long he time. Played the, he, he played for the Thunder. Went for for the Thunder for a minute. Uh huh. Yeah. His yeah. last years, but yeah, yeah. He was a uh, matter of fact. He went Eton to Thomas. Yeah. The first time Russell Westbrook and all those boys were, were young, they were just just starting. Russell Westbrook had a like a bowling party at at a bowling alley, mm-hmm. and Eton Thomas showed up. It was like his first second year with the Thunder, and he, he was there. But yeah, Man, those, those, say, those two kind of blew me away at, at my young age. I got three players. I know I said favorite. I got three mm-hmm. players for three different micro generations. Like, okay, really one whole generation, but three generations within the generation. Okay, Stevie Clark, and I'm in the middle of both of these generations. Stevie Clark. Xavier Henry and J.R. Giddens. J.R. was nasty. JR, I think I, I want to say J.R. may be the best player I've ever seen in Oklahoma. 
I've seen. Out of those three, I'll give him the athletics. Athletics. I think Xavier was the most dominant. And I think Stevie was the most just like, wow. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa. Uh, this yeah, dude he, just crossed half court and just chunked up a shot. He was our Steph Curry. You he, know, he was he I was say this, Steph. and I, uh, I've talked to a popular NBA star about this, and he'll give him credit too. I think I know what you're talking Stevie about. Stevie Clark mm-hmm. was, was Trey Young before Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young yeah. looked up to Stevie and said, I want to do that too, yeah, and, yeah. and just mastered it. And the only difference, I think, is Stevie – Stevie lacked the direction that Trey Young has. Yeah, sure. Uh, Stevie also lacked the height because, contrary to popular belief, man, Trey Young is—he he got some—he's about six-two. He's—he's—he's he's about he's about a half inch taller than me. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a solid six-one, six-one and a half, and I noticed last time I was like, "Oh man, you kind of you kind of tall." He was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, bro, I'm six-two. Like I am six-two. I was like, <laughs> "Oh man." So like I'm thinking of Stevie. He's about five-ten, five-nine, five-ten. Uh, yeah, about five. About five ten, uh-huh. um, and there is a little threshold there when it comes to NBA. There, we, when you're under six feet, you gotta be. I mean, you gotta be Chris Paul. You gotta be stout. You gotta be AI or Chris you, Paul. You got some shoulders or, or Raymond Felton or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's six one six two is like the shortest that you're gonna see most NBA point guard. Ninety five percent of NBA point guards are gonna be six two or taller. So I think Trey is like the smallest of you know, the smallest players that you can get. Uh, but as far as best players go, man, Stevie is up there for me. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Cause yeah, the the, the wow seen nothing like that. The 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 wow factor. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that was the people coming in from all over yeah, the place. Like like what? It's a kid a it's a kid out. shooting it's a kid scoring thirty from the shooting from half court, huh? Seth, like, uh, you know? what is that kid? Uh Seth Youngblood, yeah. that championship game. They were going Where back they both and forth. Put in like one put in like yeah. forty five, the other one put in like fifty two, something like that. Yeah, Crazy. it was wild. Crazy. It was wild. Um, that's Adam Francisco, folks. We can do this all day, and that was just sports. That was just sports. You know, um, proud of this dude right here. Like I said, my man got a law degree. He's currently writing for uh, Fox Sports. Is it? Let yes, me get sir. it right. Is it Fox Sports? Yes, sir. Fox Sports. Um, has his own entity, Suave Report. Check that out. It's all over. Uh, all over social media real quick give all your handles and how people can find you you guys would uh please follow me on twitter it's just at adam francisco a-d-d-a-m i got an extra d in there francisco like the city <laughs> at adam francisco instagram uh follow my suave report account on there it's um suave s-u-a-v-e dot report um uh, if you want to follow my instagram uh my personal it's also just adam francisco um yeah, that's that's it. You Hit know, up swapreport.com. You know, Cam and Mace would have told you or uh, gave you a big old pause with that. I got an extra D in there. Hey, hey. A-D-D-A. Hey, hey, it is. It is, it is I'm with you. It is what it is. I'm with you. It is what it is. Really, that's that shit, a good pause. That shit really gets on my nerves. <laughs> but it's, man, you can't say nothing these that days. That shit really gets on my you nerves. You can't say nothing these days. Man. I said, I don't know how they're going to make it with this pause shit and they trying to go like really mainstream. <laughs> Yeah, you, like we can't get through a conversation. You can't say nothing these days. I can't bro. eat a hot dog, a popsicle. <laughs> you I, gotta, you gotta piece off the hot dog I, just to eat it. I man. gotta, I gotta break up my banana. Like Over man, here eating I like hot bananas. Pickles, you gotta cut it. Like <laughs> I like bananas. Like come on, man. Same man. <laughs> and uh, but now nah, shout out to Cam Mace. I, I see what they out there trying to do, and that's where we at right now. Listen, same thing you trying to do. Same yes, thing sir. I'm trying to do. We just gotta put it together. 
the way we know how. Make it happen. And and do do what we like to do. Make say what happen. we like to say. Uh, that's where we're at right now, man. And that guy right there is Adam Francisco. I don't know if he's going to be a sports reporter in five, ten years, a lawyer, an agent. I, I don't know. Hey, I mean, that's what I'm guy. Do it all. Just do everything, <laughs> man. And I, I respect my man over here, and he's making it happen. And he is not waiting around for anybody, man. And if you don't respect that, if you can't look up to that, I don't know what you're doing out here, especially in these times. Everybody is, is, is moving on their own time, doing what they want to do. So uh, big respects to you, Adam, man. Keep it pushing and keep me uh, keep me posted. You know what? Don't keep me posted because I'm lurking. I'm out there watching all, already. I'm watching already, you, man. No doubt. Adam Francisco, check him out at the Suave Report or at the Thunder Game. It'll be Paycom. I'll be right there on the court pregame. Is it, still, is it still Paycom? It's Paycom. Hey, what kind of pass you got to have for you to... My man is the only one still sitting around doing videos when it's dark at I the arena. I just stay. I just be there. Until they make you. Uh, nobody say something. Janitors will be out there like sweeping up. And I'm like, all right, I need to go, huh? <laughs> hey, my man is in it. He's all about it, man. That's Adam Francisco. This is a Whatever You Say podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time, all right? Adam, you be light, man. No doubt. I don't think it's white folks. I think it's Negroes. I do not think this is white folks. It could be. It could be white folks. But I think it's Negro. I think a Negro did this. Whatever you say. Masters never teach their slaves how to read. And when we went to the government schools, they taught us that the English language is defined with the Merriam-Webster or the Oxford English Dictionary. But when you go to court or any other time that the government writes something down, they define all their words with the legal dictionaries, Black's Law or Bouvier's. Learn to read their language and make them afraid of you.